Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. So how's it going, Achievers? It's Tarika Wheeler, of course, your career mindset strategist, and welcome to another episode of Professional DNA. I am super excited, as always, you guys know I love to say that about this episode, because this episode is all about you taking control of your career, you really being the CEO of your career, the chief executive officer of your career. And, you know, I've been thinking about why do we struggle so much with taking control of our career? Why do we struggle so much with really owning the fact that we are responsible for our advancement? We're responsible for our growth. We're responsible for shaping the path, shaping our professional journey. And while we may have others around us who help us out and support us and they're part of our our network and our ecosystem of support, we are the ones who are ultimately responsible. And when I think about what that really means, it's that we are the CEO of our careers. We are the CEO of our careers. I'm going to share a couple names with you and you guys tell me, you know, or can't tell me because we're not talking face to face, (laughs) but you think about it. And if these names like mean anything to you. So Rosalind Brewer, Alfred Kelly, Tim Cook, Mary Barra, Tashonda Brown Duckett. Any of those names ring a bell for you? Any of them at all? Maybe a couple? Let me tell you what they all have in common. Every single one of them has been ranked in a list either in 2021 or for 2020 as being top CEOs. And let me tell you, so now you're like, really? Okay, who are they? Okay, well, let me tell you. So Rosalind Brewer, Walgreens, Alfred Kelly, Bisa, Tim Cook, Apple, Mary Barra, GM, or General Motors, and Tashonda Brown Luckett, TIAA. Each and every single one of them, men and women, are CEOs, and they have been named top CEOs at that. So they're at these Fortune 400 and 500 companies, and they are top CEOs CEOs in the country, okay? In the country, in either 2020 or 2021. And some of them repeat. The reason why I share those names with you is because I would fear to believe that before they became the CEO of this company, and you can think about the path and the journey that they must have experienced to get there, they were the CEO of their career. 
And the role CEO just doesn't drop in your lap. That takes work. That takes time. It takes commitment. It takes being strategic about how you are positioning yourself, how you are seeing yourself and others seeing you as an asset and your ability to build and create and to lead. You know, some of us are are CEOs of or, you know, founders or such of our businesses. You know, I'm a CEO. I'm a CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, founder and CEO, but I'm also the CEO of my career. And I haven't always been that. Trust you me. I, I actually felt like sometimes I was just sitting back and being the employee uh, in, in literal sense <laughs> to the company and organization that I was within, but also just the employee of myself. And I was just getting up and going to work and working hard and keeping my head down and moving on next day, get up, go to work, do a great job, hard worker, getting the work done, head down, moving to the next day. And I wasn't really owning my path. I wasn't really owning my professional journey. And so as we talk about, I want to give you six strategies today on how to be, how to be the CEO of your career. Really where I'm honing this from is I've studied the uh, five CEOs that I've shared with you and just took a little bit of time to understand their path and their journey and their story. And each and every single one of them has a really unique and, and strong story. Um, but I learned some things along the way in kind of doing this research because I want to be a stronger CEO of my career, but I also want to be a strong CEO, an effective and strategic and innovative CEO for my business. And so I thought, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's have that conversation. You know, you guys, my achievers, my high achieving professionals, you guys are about getting it done, right? You want to succeed. You want to get to the next level. You want to advance in your career. But one way to do that, and I, and I, and I say one way to do it, because of course, there's a ton of things that we can do to advance in our careers. But one way and something that is extremely important is that you have to own your career. And you have to be the CEO of your career. And so I want to share real quick. I want to share some things with you that I really learned um, just in reading about, again, and, and kind of researching these uh, CEOs and share some strategies that I think are absolutely critical and things that have positioned them for success. You guys ready? You got your notebook? You got your pen? I know you didn't show up to Professional DNA podcast without a notebook and a pen because we're going to we're gonna dig in. And you, you guys know we're going to dig in. So let's start. Let's start. So number one, first strategy is maximizing option value. Write that down. Maximizing option value. And if you're if you're driving and you're listening or you're you're flying on a plane or wherever you may be, it's okay. Take mental note. But if you can write it down, write this stuff down and or, or maybe come back to it and write it down. Maximizing option value. What that essentially means is that you're seeking opportunities. CEOs of companies are oftentimes in a position to yes take care of the you know present goals and the present strategic plan for their organization, but they're always looking for opportunities. They're always seeking new opportunities. Why? Because they're forecasting and they're thinking about long-term growth. They're thinking about what's next. They're thinking about once they, you know, meet their targets and their marks in the now, right, in the present, what are the opportunities that can be 
in front of them? What are the opportunities that are kind of going to be next that they're going to go after? We have to think about our careers in that way. You have to think about your career in that way. What, what opportunities are you seeking? right? What opportunities are you seeking in order to really advance? Are you seeking opportunities internally within your organization? Are you seeking opportunities to network with others? Are you seeking opportunities to take on new projects, new work, um, new responsibilities to really exhibit and show value? What what are you seeking? Because if you're going to be the CEO of your career, I need you seeking opportunities, okay? The other thing around this kind of idea of maximizing option value is thinking about your your growth and your advancement is not just vertical or horizontal. It is lateral, diagonal, upwards, you know, vertical. It's, it's all the things, right? It's all directions because in each direction, there's a different opportunity. I'm going to say that again. In each direction, there's a different opportunity, guys. Like if you are going up, or you could be going slightly diagonal because you want to go to something that's slightly different. And it's not necessarily the straight up and down or left to right, but you want to try a different innovative approach for your growth, right? So your directions may be different. When you do kind of the the thoughts around direction, right? Lateral, diagonal, upwards, left, right, vertical, horizontal, what have you. When you start to do that, it positions you as the CEO of your career to um, acquire more skills, to experience new experiences, <laughs> to say that, experience new experiences, right? And to expand your network. Why? Because you're not just thinking about moving up or you're not just thinking about moving over, but you're thinking about up, down, across, diagonal, left, right, all of it. And as a CEO, we have to not be so tunnel vision and so focused in one direction. We have to look at all the directions in which we could potentially seek opportunities, right? And maximize those options for our value. Maximize those options. for. And when I say for our value, I mean, maximize those options that are going to be valuable for you and help you and yield good results so that you can level up, right? You can get to that next level in your career. You can advance. Okay, so that's strategy number one. Let's go to strategy number two. Number two. Mark yourself in the marketplace. Mark yourself in the marketplace. You may say, Tariqa, what do you mean by that? That sounds weird. Okay, well, here's the thing. I need you to take inventory. And we've talked about this a lot, taking inventory. And I've said, you know, this season, season two, you're gonna have some homework. And I hope you did your homework from the last episode. If you did not, or you didn't listen to it, go back because you had a homework assignment and that homework assignment is not for you to turn into me, but it's really to help you, okay? So season two, new thing, homework assignments, your first one. First one, well, no, second one, if you listen to the previous episode, but um, for this episode, first assignment, because there's gonna be two, okay? So first one is, I want you to take inventory of your skills, your experiences and your capabilities as it relates to your career. Take inventory of your skills, your experiences, and your capabilities and uh, around your career. And I want you to do this because CEOs understand their capabilities. So I, you guys um, know this, many of you, is that I, I work in federal contracting and um, work with uh, federal agencies um, on IT projects, strategic communications projects. And one of the things that we do 
as a, a, a contractor and as, you know, as an organization is that we have a capability statement. And all these companies who are providing these types of consulting uh, services or management consulting services, um, services especially to the federal government, is that you have a capabilities statement or capabilities document. And it is essentially saying who you are, what you do, right? What you have the capabilities to do, what you have the capacity to do, who you've partnered with before, right? It's building, which essentially are your experiences, but it's building out a a portfolio, if you will, that you can share and elevate to others. Okay, you guys getting this? Share and elevate to others. So when you're thinking about the inventory of your skills and your experiences and your capabilities, what it allows you to do is position yourself for what you want to do, right? It positions yourself for what you want to do, but now you've got this portfolio, if you will, or a capability statement, if you will, to back it up. CEOs or companies are very clear about their brand promise and what they can do. They know what their capabilities are. Let's go to, um, let's see, Tim Cook from Apple. Apple knows what their capabilities are. They know capabilities that we don't even know yet because we haven't seen it come to light. Ha! Y'all get that? Oh, that's a good one. Apple has capabilities that we don't even know about yet until they're ready for us to know. I need you to think about the your portfolio, your capability statement, this inventory that you have. There are a, there are people around you that don't even know your features. They don't even know your capabilities because you have not released them yet. You have not elevated your portfolio of your skills and your experiences and your capabilities in a way to where it's visible, to where you're marking, mark, you're marking yourself to the marketplace. Marketplace being your company and or organization or just your industry as a whole. But CEOs, they mark themselves in the marketplace. This is what I'm known for. These are our capabilities. This is what we provide, right? These are our services. And then here, here are, which is like their skills, right? Here are the experiences that we have, right? Which is like their clients, their testimonials. Who have they worked with? Who have they worked for, right? And then their capabilities. We are able to do X, Y, and Z. So we're strong in X, Y, and Z, right? That's their skills. Their experiences are who they have worked, worked with, right? What, are they, what have they done? Who have they partnered with? And then their capabilities essentially of what are they capable of providing? What can they do? We have to, as a, as a CEO of our career, be very clear of our skills, our experiences, our capabilities, and package them up in a way. And it's not your resume. Let's be clear. It's not your resume. You have to package them up in a way in which you are a walking capability statement. You are a walking portfolio, right? Because you are taking every opportunity to exhibit your skills, your experiences, and your capabilities. I hope you guys are getting that one. I hope you guys are getting that one because that is huge. How well are you marketing yourself? Are you acquiring sought after skills and competencies? So think about the other thing that CEOs do and they don't do it by themselves. They have teams and we're going to get to that as a strategy. But the other thing that CEOs do is they do market research or they are asking their teams to do market research so that it can inform their decisions, right? 
it can inform their decisions. So how well are you marketing yourself? How well are you putting yourself out in the marketplace so that when someone is looking for the next, the next director, the next manager, the next assistant, the next project manager, the next accountant, the next accountant too, whatever it may be, wherever you are in your career, right? What are you doing to ensure of how you are showing up in the marketplace and making yourself marketable because your skills and your experiences and your capabilities are clear. Ooh, I hope that's good for you and I hope you're rocking with it. Let's go to number, actually, no. Before we jump to three, I, I, wanna, I wanna share one more thing because I think that when we think about skills, because I said, you know, taking inventory of your skills, right? Your experience and capabilities. There's a differentiation between skills and competencies. And you guys may have heard someone say, skills, you know, what, oh, what are your skills? Oh, okay, well, what are your competencies? It's like, what? Like, what's that? What's the difference? Skills are specific learned abilities, right? Specific learned abilities. Maybe it is coding, it's writing, it's programming, things of that nature, right? Like the more technical side, what specific skills do you have? You're really good at Excel, right? You're really good at um, building databases. You're really good at developing um developing certain plans, right? But like using a specific software maybe to develop a plan. So maybe you're really good at like um, MS Project or Asana or whatever it may be. But competencies are about knowledge and behaviors, right? So it's a bit different. So perhaps your competencies are problem solving, negotiation, you're very analytical, you're um, strategic planning or strategic thinker, right? That's more in the competency space. And so Again, as you're thinking about that portfolio, right? Like how do you how are you marketing yourself? I want you to think about skills and capabilities. So the skills piece very clear, but when I'm talking about um capabilities, I'm talking about competencies, right? Areas of competence. Okay. You've also have to make sure that you're maintaining your personal brand. How are you showing up? right? What is it that you're giving to people? And I don't mean like tangibly handing them over something, but like when people interact with you and they have a conversation with you, they engage with you in meetings, what are you giving off, right? What is, what is your brand? How, how does your quote unquote walking portfolio resonate with people? And you may say, I don't care what people think. Lies. Yes, you do. Absolutely. You better, especially if you're looking to advance because CEOs care about their reputation in the marketplace. Because if you don't have a strong and credible rec um, reputation in the marketplace, I'm not sure that either people are gonna buy your services or are they going to want to work with you or partner with you, right? Like, if you're not a credible brand, why do I want to engage with you? So if you don't have a credible personal brand, right? And your professional brand, I'm not sure that you're going to put yourself in a position for advancement, okay? I know, this is deep stuff today, but I want us to be CEOs of our careers. You need to be the CEO of the career, you of your career. You are the chief executive officer of your career. It is your responsibility to advance in your career, and I got to get us to get that, All right? Let's go to number three. So I want you to think of making sure that your career, where you are right now, that it's the right fit. Okay. It's the right fit that your career is the right fit. And in particularly, it's the right life fit. And I say life fit because that's where the kind of work life harmony piece comes in. Is the career you're pursuing going to align with the life you want to live? 
And when I say life you want to live, I'm not just talking about from an income perspective and, you know, the material things like the house you want or the car you want or things of that nature. But I'm talking about your overall dynamic life and all the different areas within your life. Is the career path that you're pursuing, is that is that going to be in alignment with the life that you want to live? CEOs are very strategic, very, very strategic. And they're not going to enter their, put their themselves or their companies in a position that's not optimal for the way that they want to do business, right? So think about how does Tariqa want to do business? How do I want to live? What do I want life to feel like? How do I want to feel in, in when, I, when I'm living, you know, quote unquote, my best life, right? How do I want to feel? Don't want to, don't want to be fulfilled, happy, joyous. Do I want to be stressed? Who says they want to be stressed? But you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about what do you want and how do you want to feel? CEOs are clear and good CEOs have clear visions for what they want for their companies and how they want to feel about their companies, what they want and how they want to feel. Okay. And how they want to feel. Um, Mary uh, Barra at GM, um, which I actually, in one of my previous roles had a, a great opportunity to um, work with, with GM and, and do some uh, CSR work, which was really cool. CSR is uh, corporate social responsibility work. So kind of cause work, you know, doing good in their communities, good in the, uh, you know, across the country and around the world, um, giving back. And so had an opportunity to, to work with them and it was really awesome. And one of the things about Mary Barr that I absolutely love is she's all about women empowerment. She's all about seeing women lead. And even just coming into the company started to just make some shifts and have opportunities and putting things in place for women to lead. But she knew, she knew that that's something that she wanted for GM. She knew that's something that she wanted for the company. And I can imagine, don't know this, hadn't talked to her, been close to her, heard her speak, heard her present, (laughs) haven't talked to her. But I can imagine that there's a way that she wanted to feel. Especially with, you know, when you do something around women empowerment, there's something that you wanted to feel. And there's a way that you wanted your company to show up in this space of women empowerment and women in leadership. Okay. So was your career looking like, and is it from a place of aligning with the life you want to live? Okay. You've got to be strategic there. All right. The next one, the next one, I want you to consider near-term and long-term. Okay, a CEO keeps their foot like firmly planted in the present because you got to show up, right? As a CEO, you are a leader. You have to show up. You have to give clear vision, clear direction, which is why you've got to have clear vision for your career and know the direction you want to go as the CEO of your career, right? Like it's so important. CEOs, they, they keep their, their, their feet like that. Their, that foot is firmly planted in the present. But at the same time, at the very same time, they're facing the future with anticipation. So they're being present and, they, and they're in the moment, but they're also facing the future with anticipation. And the way they're able to do that is because successful organizations and companies, especially these Fortune 400 and 500 companies with these powerhouse CEOs, they are strategic planning. They are strategic planning. They are taking a look at their visions and their goals. They're looking at objectives. They're looking at targets that they have for the various quarters. Like they are strategic planning. And as a strategist, I I love strategic planning because it helps you have a roadmap for where you want to go. 
it, it, it is a way for you to understand and assess where you are. But then based on where you are, you can start to build a roadmap for the future, right? And so CEOs are an anticipation of that. They're looking for sustainable success. So they can't just be present in the moment, right? They can't just be present in the moment. Like, let's think of another example. Let's think about um, Alfred Kelly and Visa. If Visa wasn't ever evolving, where would they be? Like there's so many other companies in the marketplace. Where would Visa be if they weren't ever evolving? If if he just stayed present in the moment and never took the time to step and look towards the future with anticipation and doing some planning and calling upon his company to do so, imagine where they, actually not where would they be, but where they wouldn't be, right? Where they wouldn't be. He's not in the top 10 CEOs you know, he's not there just because he hasn't had a vision. He hasn't had some anticipation for the future. I need you to be not just the top, but the CEO of your career. And I need you to look to the future with anticipation. But that means at the same time, I also want you to be present in the moment. But it's like, you can't even identify the moment if you're not strategically thinking about it. So you have to think about the near term and the long term, and you've got to do strategic planning. And that's why having a career strategy, a career strategic plan is so critical so that you have a real roadmap of where you're going. You have a real roadmap to give you guidance and that it's going to give some shape to your professional journey. All right, you guys rocking? I hope so. I hope so. I know this is not easy. And, you know, developing a strategy, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that it's something that you need, but it is not, it's something that's not necessarily always easy to do. And if you feel like that's an area where you need some support and some help, let's have a conversation. You know, my clients come to me when they know there's something more, but they're not necessarily sure how to get there. That's the strategy, right? That's the strategy. We can talk about where you are right now and where you want to be, but we got to figure out like what's the strategic way to actually get there and and working together to do that and then to put in practical steps in place so that you can achieve those goals and see that strategy really come to fruition to help you, you know, get to that next level of your career. Oh my gosh, like that's just a beautiful thing. When I see clients successfully achieve those goals, it makes me smile. It makes me smile. And it makes me smile because I remember when I wasn't smiling and I wasn't smiling because I wasn't being strategic about my growth. I wasn't being strategic about my career. I was doing (laughs) all the things left and right, looking for validation from others of what I should do, what I can do. And I wasn't being strategic about my career. I definitely wasn't the CEO. I was the backseat. I wasn't even the COO. I wasn't even the chief operating officer, guys. I, I, I was just, I was chilling. I don't even know if I was a director or a manager. I was just the employee and I wasn't really taking ownership of my career, right? I was setting, sitting in the backseat, but I was setting myself up for lack of growth and lack of advancement. I was setting myself up to not be fulfilled and not be happy because I wasn't really in a position to mentally, right? My mindset just wasn't right. I didn't have that success mindset and I wasn't in a position to go after it. I wasn't. I just wasn't in a position to go after because my mindset wasn't right and I was not operating as the CEO of my career. And that's what I need you to do. I need you to get yourself in a place where you have a success mindset and you're ready to operate as the CEO of your career. All right, let's go to the next one. Let's go to number five. We're tracking. We're number five. We're almost there. We are almost there. CEOs are resilient. 
resilience and the and and perseverance are so key in being the CEO. Okay? They are able to be resilient and and really persevere through adversity and resolve conflicts. Strong CEOs are really able to do that. So let's take a look at um what about Ms. Rosalinda Miss Rosalinda at um at uh, Walgreens. Can you imagine the resilience that she's had to have in this pandemic? With all of, you know, you have Walgreens that are testing sites and um, vaccination sites. Like, can you imagine outside of just the day-to-day general business, all of the resilience and perseverance that she's had to have and that she's had to have so that from the top down, right, from the top down, that is trickling through her company, trickling through her company. We have to be resilient as as individuals in order to be the CEOs of our career because that professional journey is no joke. It can get rough. It can get rugged. It can get very challenging at times, okay? And we have to be able to be resilient. And when things come at us, our people come at us, right? Or experiences and situations come at us and they and they knock us down a little bit. It's just a little bump, but you're able to bounce back up stronger and better than before. Okay, we've got to be resilient and we have to have the desire to persevere and to push through those difficult times, to push through times of adversity. Can you imagine what the the Walgreens are experiencing around the country in the midst of the pandemic? The levels of adversity that they must be having to push through at the corporate level, let alone at the ground level at where the stores are. Okay, and then think about resolving conflicts, the conflicts that must be um, talked about in the boardroom (laughs) when it comes to, you know, how they are going to be in the right posture to serve the American people from their stores in the midst of this pandemic and on top of everything else and the services and capabilities that they provide. Right. As a high achieving professional, you have got to think about how do you resolve conflict? How do you engage with people in your professional journey from a conflict resolution and communication perspective? Why is that so important? Because in being the CEO of your career, you don't need the conflict to distract you. You don't need that to pull you off course, but you have to be super duper 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 clear, super duper clear about where you're going, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and that you're not going to let this adversity, right, take you off track. You can't do it. We just can't do it. And then the last one is surrounding yourself with the right people, having the network that you need to get to the next level, having the network that you need who's really going to set you up for success. Like that is so critical. It's so important. CEOs make sure they have the right people around them and you have to make sure you have the right people around you. We're going to get ready to close this thing out. I'll be right back. All right. So I, you know, before we close this thing out, I, I wanted you to to take a quick little pause um, before I shared the rest of this piece because This one, I just, I need you to really get. I need you to really, really get. You know, we've talked about five strategies thus far. And we talked about, you know, maximizing option value, right? Like seeking the opportunities, 
being aware that it's not just about moving up or left or right, but it's all types of directions so that you can, you know, that movement, right? That you can really, really put yourself in a position to acquire new skills, experience new experiences, right? Expand your network. We talked about mark yourself for the marketplace, right? Marketing yourself for the marketplace, taking inventory of your skills, of your experiences, of your capabilities. You are that walking capability statement and portfolio. You know, how are you marketing yourself, right? What's your brand? What are you giving? What are you giving people? And then we talked about really being able to understand, you know, your career and is it in alignment with the way you want to live your life, right? That's so critical that you understand that. Then we talked about the considering both the near term and the long term that CEOs are doing you know, strategic planning and they're, they're firmly planted in the present, but they're also looking to the future with what? Anticipation. And so because you're looking at near and far, you're, you've got to do that strategic planning in your career as well and have that career plan, have at least a two to three year career strategy and plan that is in place so that you've got a roadmap that's guiding you. And then we talked about resilience resilience is so key like resilience and perseverance so that you can get through adversity you can manage and resolve conflicts along your professional journey so that you can continue to put yourself on the road to success right the last one i said i wanted to come back to and let you take a breather like (sighs) and come to this last one because it's a big one surrounding yourself with the right people ceos of these companies have circles. Sometimes you might hear people, especially more recently, talk about masterminds. And a lot of CEOs will tell you, and I have heard interviews and read blogs and all types of things that they never wanna be the smartest person in the room. That they wanna position themselves that in some of the rooms they're in, they are in rooms to learn. They are in rooms to engage. They're in rooms to seek advice and counsel from those that are like-minded, right? They, they, may, they may be at a different level or maybe perhaps they're in another industry in which they can learn from, but they want to be in like-minded situations to help elevate them, which in turn helps elevate their company. The company that we keep impacts our ability to grow, impacts our ability to advance, impacts our ability to even make a positive impact. And I don't know who's hearing this right now, but you need to be mindful of the company that you keep. People have said, you've heard like little sayings that, you know, you are who you hang around. And people say, no, I'm not. Like I have friends of all different walks of life and I am nothing like them. Hmm, really? Do an assessment of that. Do an assessment of that. This is your last assignment. And it's a tough one because it's going to make you do a reflection, a reflective exercise that you might not like the way it looks, but it's needed. Because if it don't, and here's the thing, it's only needed if you're ready to grow. It's only needed if you're ready to take yourself to the next level. It's only needed if you're ready to truly become the CEO of your career. But I need you to take inventory of who is in your life, why, and is it of positive or negative impact? Who is in your life, why, and are they in your life and it is from a, they're making positive 
or they're making a negative impact. You may say, how do I know they're making a positive or negative impact? Think about the experiences that you have. Think about the types of conversations that you have. Are they positive conversations? What is that conversation doing to your mindset? What what is being poured into you and spoken over you? What are the conversations like? Now, here's the thing. All of the people that we engage with, you may say, oh, well, that's just in my personal life. But like in my work life, I'm telling you right now, you can't separate the two. They work harmoniously together. You are one person. You are one human being, right? You can't turn it on and off. Mask on, mask off. You can't do that. You are one person, one human being. I guarantee you there are characteristics of individuals that you engage with and that you hang around on a day-to-day basis that those characteristics are also within you. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. You are who you hang around. CEOs of companies make sure that from a, a, a business perspective that they are around the right circle. They are around the right circle. And I need you to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with the right people that are supporting your your positive mindset, that are supporting your desire and willingness to grow. They're not trying to just hold you down in the same spot because they're in the same spot and they can't grow. So now you can't grow. They're saying, I don't know that you can go after that job. Are you sure? Are you, are you sure that that's for you? You sure that's not gonna be too hard? Oh my goodness, you are in your 30s and 40s. What? Why would you be thinking of pivoting your career? Why would you be looking for a career change now? Anyone who is in that space is not making a positive impact and you have to do an assessment of how and at what level they continue to be a part of your life. And that's where the work gets hard because when you see a pothole in the street, You dodge it, right? If you can see it, you don't just bump over it and hope that it doesn't damage your car. You try to avoid it at all costs. So you don't damage your car. As the CEO of your career, I need you to avoid those types of potholes at all times so that they are not damaging your professional journey, right? Toxicity, negativity are potholes. And I don't know if you've ever seen a real pothole, like in some of these areas and communities, like, oh my goodness, like the real potholes, they will tear your vehicle up. They will tear your car and your hubcap. They will tear it up. And here's the thing. Do the doors fall off? No, absolutely not. Does the car completely fall apart? No. But there are pieces of it that become damaged. And that's what happens when we don't have the right people around us. There are pieces of us that become tampered with and damaged and they hinder our growth. Okay, that's the last one. I know that's heavy. That's why I kept it. I kept it at the end for a reason, guys. I know it was heavy. But guess what? I believe in you. I believe in you and I believe that you are the CEO of your career. You got to step into it. The position is there. Application is completed. The job offer is on the table. Do you want it? Do you want to be the CEO of your career so that you can really drive and map out the path that that you desire to be successful? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. We all define it in multiple different ways, but it's how we pursue success, right? And, And defining success for ourselves and then what we're willing to do to get it. But you got to own your career in order to see a successful career and professional journey. Achievers, you know how I feel about you. 
know how I feel about you. You want to be the CEO of your career? (laughs) Boom. You can be. Why? Because you have everything inside of you to do it. You have everything inside of you to do it. Everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? That's your professional DNA. Guys, until next episode, have an amazing week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.